Hello, thanks for checking out today's Foot in Review. We couldn't make this show without you and your fantastic support, but if you fancy going one step further, why not check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash foot in review. We offer a range of rewards and benefits with all levels receiving Discord access and episodes of the show without this very advertisement. However, we understand that times are tough, and if you can't back us financially, then simply spreading word of the show or leaving us a review wherever you listen will be super appreciated as it will help us grow. In particular, we'd like to thank our Skybox holders, Mehdi, Nick, Artyom, Paul, Daniel and Amma for their exceptional support. Hello footies, welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team podcasting goodness. We are foot in review powered by footcoaching.com. It is Monday, the 21st of November, 2022. My name is Dan Wimbush, otherwise known as Wimby. Stay tuned with us over the next half an hour or so as we recap a uh, a slightly underwhelming weekend of content, but there are positives to be had as the World Cup rumbles on. We're recording this just before England kick off their World Cup campaign against Iran. So who better to join me that a man who sounds very Scottish lives in Scotland, but he's actually English at heart. It is the scout. It is Nathan Downs. Nathan, hello. <laughs> hey, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Uh, for those of you who's watching on the video stream, my big ginger beard probably makes me look even more Scottish. But I, uh, I have my England clothes on. I am waiting for this kickoff. I'm very excited, even after seeing the team lineup. So hopefully by the time this goes out and people, you know, the, the masses listen to this, We'll be celebrating a nice, comfortable victory. Yeah, I mean, look, this is the dedication we've got to Foot in Review because we're actually going to miss the kickoff uh, talking about this show. So, look, if we speed through some things towards the end, that is why. But, look, we're going to do our best to to do the content justice. And fortunately for us, Nate, EA have uh, had gone, gone to sleep over the weekend because there's growing frustration amongst a large number of the community because the content this weekend, and I don't think I'm being overly negative to say this, has just been subpar. Yeah, absolutely. It's a strange one because I know sort of the other other times we've had these tournaments have been towards the end of the cycle. So maybe the you know the the skills uh, the team ratings have kind of gone through the roof and the power curves up, but it just seems a little bit reserved. Maybe they're trying to pad it out for the duration of the World Cup, the three weeks or four weeks that it's going to go on for. So you know maybe it starts slow and then it'll take off. But we've had we've had um. The Naki Williams SBC that came out, who usually is a bit of a, a monster on FIFA. And this time he's an 86 rated striker. Again, it's a copy and paste, though. It's a player we've had like more times than I care to remember. He looks fine. He's 110 grand. He's rapid as always, but he's got three star weak foot. His shooting's not great for a striker. His, uh, he's not Spanish anymore. He's Ghanaian. And it's just that's a bit meh. I don't know what you think. Yeah, look, he's got that uh, upgraded weak foot. The two-star weak foot is what always kind of separates Inaki Williams' early game from being just a cheap beast to being actually legit, you know, in that kind of Darwin Nunes kind of quality. So that always holds him back. So it is nice to see that three-star weak foot upgrade, of course, as well, depending on how far Ghana get into the tournament. Should they really surprise people and, you know, make it as far as, you know, the quarter, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals? This could be a really good card, but 100k is just too much because realistically, Ghana getting any further than the last 16 
is unlikely. As you say, unfortunately, the links aren't fantastic at either club or nation level. So it just kind of limits the, the, you know, the usefulness of this card long term. It's one of those things where if you want to dump a bit of fodder into it and you are running a La Liga side, here's a decent option out there. There's not too many amazing strikers in La Liga this year. So he is a solid option, but I, I just feel like I'm repeating myself, Nate, with so many of the cards that we've seen in the past week or two in just that it's not making you rush to complete it. It's not making you excited to play the game. It's a it's a useful card. It's an option, but it's not one where you're like, oh, I can't wait to finish that SPC. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, depends on what league, what team you're running, but I would recommend going out and getting Erling Haaland for, what, 30k he's down to now. I think he'll be tradable. He's probably, well, he is much better value for the card you're getting. Probably plays a lot better. I would kind of just give this one a skip, in all honesty. But he does have, you know, the memories of being a bit of a monster in previous FIFAs. And should Ghana win the tournament, he could be very good. However, that is, I'm not going to say impossible, because we've seen certain teams like Leicester win the Premier League and Liverpool win the league for some of those that were, were not wanting to see that. But, nah, I, this is a big skip for me. I think I run all the Liga and Serie A hybrid, and I'm not even contemplating this. Yeah, this is kind of one of those cards that you might just end up completing if, uh, you know, if you somehow, if EA bring out enough tokens for you to get that 84 times 20 times three pack and you're really struggling for where to put cards. But otherwise, I think I agree with you. I think there's lots of better options out there um, to tie up your fodder and your coins into. So, yeah, that one is a skip for me. Uh, we have had a, a cheaper dynamic duo, though, Nath. Any interest from you in this fine pairing? Not really, to be honest. I mean, we'll start with Harry Wilson. He's at Fulham, so he's got Premier League links. He's well, they're both Welsh for these dynamic duo. Wilson's coming in at eighteen thousand six hundred on console and nineteen on PC. Uh, he looks solid. Um, he looks fine, decent for the price, to be fair. But three star skills. He's he's very sort of middle of the road. He's eighty five rated. He's Welsh, so. It's not something I'm going to be going out to do. He's got high-low work rates as well. But he looks fine. He, he doesn't look a terrible card. And for under 20k, you could do a lot worse. But you could still do probably a bit better too. Yeah, it's the... it's. I mean, Harry Wilson has always had kind of under undervalued cards. I remember using... I think he had a headliners card, was it, last year? May have been the year before. Mm-hmm. It was actually really good. His team of the season as well was surprisingly useful when I was going through things like swaps and doing championship objectives. Um, I like to build a, a decent championship team every year, being a Reading fan. So, I mean, it's a fine card. It's all right. It is cheap. And if you're a Welsh fan, you know, fantastic. If you're a Fulham fan, even better. Lots of Fulham cards, seemingly, this year. Um, what's it we had? Yeah, Carvalho. So, links there. But it's, it's the other in the pairing. It's Ambadu that I, I actually, I think this card is flying a little bit under the radar. And again, I think the links aren't really there, but it's deceptive because he's got a CDM card. But if you, you know, he can play one of his alternative positions is CB. And if you put a shadow on him, he becomes a really good looking CB. Yeah. And again, he's under 20K. He's, like you say, Welsh from La Spezia, maybe? Yes. <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> So, yeah, you put a shadow on him and he becomes a 90-rated centre-back. So, you know, he looks decent. His acceleration goes up to 85 overall, but his sprint speed's down at 81. So now we've had this slight shift uh, with the explosive-type sprinting or explosive players. Will that sprint speed maybe be found out a little bit? I'm not sure. 
Um, he's a player in real life I've really liked. I think he was at Chelsea years back and somebody that we'd seen on the radar that had been a, a good player. I mean, it's, his passing's rated at 75, but that's brought down from a really low free kick accuracy at 44 and 55 crossing. So for me, even for a CDM, I'm not fussed about that. But 88 and short passing and 82 long passing isn't dreadful. Uh, his dribbling's solid. His defending's actually very, very good. Uh, it's at 92, but that's brought right down by his hidden accuracy, which is at 83. So everything else is in the 90s. I think he actually looks very solid. If you're somebody that plays a back three, a back, back five, he could actually do a really good job. Now you've mentioned it. I hadn't really looked into that much depth, but he could be decent for, for under 20K. Yeah, I think this is an absolutely perfect card. If you end up with a couple of dupes over the you know, next week or so, this is a card I would very much say go out and complete because I said the utility that this card provides you for doing things like objectives, uh, for doing icon swaps that we'll presumably be getting in the second half of the year, plus the all manner of token promos I'm sure will be in our future. This is exactly the kind of card that yeah, you knock off for 18K, again, with dupes and things like that. It's probably going to cost you actually nothing because you know most SBCs, that you know people are pouring their cards into are the bigger ones you know they're for hero especially roulette things or maybe a big player like a ribbery or a robbie Keane. this is one of those ones that you can complete with a lot of 83s that we all just seem to have knocking around our club and it will do you well if you need either a holding midfielder or a center back for syria A throughout the rest of the game cycle so yeah this one actually gets a real thumbs up from me again the nation and the club links aren't ideal and He's certainly not going to be in that very, you know, he's not going to win you a lot of games, but certainly he is uh, a decent option. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now we've looked into him, I might end up kind of going on and doing that just for for an option, like you say, for, for Syria to, to hide in with them. Yeah, I mean, he's an 83 rated squad with one inform and the amount of probably lower rated informs that people have got knocking around their club, the untradeable ones, again, it's, it's an easy place to put it. And I said, it's a very, it's a card that's going to fly under the radar, I think because of that CDM. So yeah, if out of the three cards this week, that would be the one I'd say, go out and get done. Absolutely. Uh, on that, although it's not an SBC, we did have a mini release yesterday. Dan, did you get time to look out Aldasari? Yeah, this is, this puts a new mini into mini release, not in terms <laughs> of the player himself, no uh, disparity on, on size there, but just a very strange thing to release one single card into packs. I don't really know what's happened here, whether it's just a case of EA have realized, oh, we've got one nation left that we haven't released a card for. Because that's all I can think of. Possibly. It's just, without trying to get too negative, it's a strange one to have one player from this nation on the mini league, uh, mini league, mini release. <laughs> I can't even get my words out. Um, but he's a Saudi player from the Saudi league. So, very, very hard to, to link. He looks solid. He's very fast. He's got 91 pace. He's got 80 shooting, 88 dribbling. So, and he's got 86 physicality. So he looks all right. He's worth 26,000, just over 26,000 coins just now. So not overly expensive, but at the same time, will Saudi progress? Debatable. Uh, will you be able to link him? Unless you've got is it Al Jabber and the hero. That's the one, well pronounced. So, you know, a lot of people are getting getting him, but the one that you mentioned. So I'll not murder that name. So yeah, he could be a good link for it. But at the same time, is, is he gonna? Are you gonna change your team around for him, Dan? I, I don't 
don't think so. No, absolutely not. And again, I, I can't say that I'd enjoy Al Weiron and uh, Al Dawasari. Uh, the pair of them running at me with their pace boost the way they are. This um, this new car can also be explosive as well if you put an artist on him. And actually, if you put an artist on him, you know his passing stats go up really nicely, uh, crossing boost as well. So again, it could be a nice wing option, but... Again, I think you're very much clutching at straws to be considering this as a you know, a really decent option. You know, he's 26K on the market. And the only reason he is 26K on the market is because that is his minimum price range. <laughs> so if that were not the case, then this card would be whatever his min was down to about whatever it is, 10, 11K, because with the greatest will in the world, do not see Saudi Arabia progressing in this World Cup. And again his club options and his league options leave you very much sandbagged into either waiting for the Saudi team of the season or getting one of these big heroes. One of the two of which Al Jaber is not exactly, um, again, not exactly catching, catching the imagination. I think he's about, is he down to like 20, 30 K already? Probably. He's one of those that kind of fell off my radar because oh, I've got no use for him, to be honest. So. Yeah, and, and again, look, that's, that's not being, Again, overly disparaging because it's an okay card, and it's you know it is what it is. Yeah, he's twenty seven k now as well. Twenty seven. So as an out and out striker, he's actually okay. He's not dreadful. Um, that Al Jabba card, but there's also you know like we said with many of these cards, there's probably better options out there as well. Yeah, I mean, just playing around there, putting a hunter on him, and you know he's a ninety rated striker with ninety composure, ninety nine finishing, ninety two shot powers. So maybe I'm talking myself into running this uh, <laughs> MBS Pro League squad. Uh, but no, look, in all seriousness, it, it's, it's really nice to see options for all nations out there, and you know th- there will be people out there that, that fancy this car. There'll be people that think I am going to run a cheap beast Saudi team for a few months until say maybe team of the year. So it's. It's nice to have that again. That's only too much like a Brecon record. It is nice to have the option there. Not going near this in terms of building for my team. I wouldn't go near this card in terms of building for investment either, as, because as soon as the price range updates, again, this card is going to drop. Anything else, Nate, that we have had since uh, the guys recorded on Friday? Um, just looking at the SBCs that came out, we've had the usual sort of World Cup challenges that have come out. So you can either get upgrades for a certain nation or just World Cup players. Nothing else really came out. Nothing else really of note. Um, but I will put out there, I moaned a lot over the last, well, months really about my pat luck since I got that Eto. I am now, I've got my finally got a good pull. So I'm just going to announce the world. I know. And I've used him for a couple of times. He's a monster. He's not, you know, he's not an Mbappe level player, but I managed to get the team one hero, uh, Lucio centre back, which goes nicely into my Serie A team. So I am actually slightly off the EA hates me bus and I'll just put EA sort of severely dislikes me bus. Yeah. How funny that you and John record that show complaining about uh, Pat Luck and then both of you get uh, monster pulls within you know a couple of weeks. <laughs> Conspiracy, mic theory, pod theory, <laughs> call it what you want. Uh, no, look, as I said, I think on the show we recorded last week, it's great to see everybody getting a slice of pack luck. And I think overall, I think there are very few players that are certainly in our Discord that haven't had at least one or two things to get excited about this year, which is really nice to see. You know, people haven't been scrimping. And the other good thing about the way the market is this year is whilst it sucks if you're a trader and you're trying to retain money or you're trying to retain money in your club, 
actually, you know, I think I can't remember. I think whether it was Nepenthes was making this point yesterday. You're coming into the game. You can go through like one weekend league now and afford Messi or Ronaldo, mm-hmm. which is, you know, even in the, the three short years that I've been in the foot community, to think that by the 21st of November is ridiculous. Uh, I think, again, it was pointed out to the example of Ferland Mendia, who I think is down to about 20K, and he was doubled, nearly treble that at this point last year. So for a casual player or for somebody new to the game, I don't think there's ever been a better time to get into foot to actually build what you could legitimately describe, Nath, as an ultimate team. Yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, I'm not a master trader by any means. I'm not on yours or Shaq's level, but I've, ma- I've managed to maintain my coins um, at a good level. So, I've, you know, I said last week I bought, so I'm sitting on 830k just now with players in my team that I can use. But it's great for somebody like that with a budget like that as well, because it means most players come out, I can try them, I can sell them, I can you know, maybe take a tax loss at most or they can go up at times. So I just think it makes it really fun. And, you know, I go through cycles. I do sometimes think, oh my God, I'm just seeing the same players again. Because you've always, you're coming up hundreds of Mbappes and Haaland's up top or, you know, God squads. But then I go through a recycle where actually I'm finding I'm playing against random teams. Like players that you never thought you'd play. Like last year, you'd never see a Tony Cruz or Luka Modric really unless it was a, a special version. Whereas now they're sort of semi-common and, that t- team of the week, Casemiro's in a lot of teams, and he's a monster. He's a nightmare to get past. So I think it's brilliant. I really like it. I, you know, I play play the game. I think it's a very good game, and I'm sure. And I think we're going to go on to that briefly in a minute, Dan, about how we think the state of the, the game is. But I'm I'm enjoying it. I think from team building, which is my favourite thing, I think it's a really positive move we've had. Yeah, look, uh, it's been a pretty divisive weekend. I think. Any time that there's kind of a bit of a lull in content, it can kind of stir up the discontent. And I think that can manifest itself on thoughts on the game players. Or any time there's a patch as well, it can kind of stir up this bit of a hornet's nest and people will suddenly find that they'll go through, you know, a bad spell. And look, sometimes it is to do with a slight change of the meta and change of the gameplay. But other times it's just you're going through a bad run and you're, you're searching for answers and you go and blame the patch. And again, I'm not, don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that nothing has changed and it's all just in you know in your head. However, I would imagine if people went and looked back at a lot of games rationally, you know, cooled down and had 24 hours to look back on it, I'd, I, there's not a lot that you could go 100. That's the patch. That's what's made me play worse. That is what has made me lose my enjoyment of the game. Do you, does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, to be honest, I'm the same. I I try and you know look at myself and blame myself because I know I'm not a top player. I don't actually think the patch has changed a hell of a lot, in all honesty. You know, there are tweaks. I'm, I For some reason, it's definitely the way I've set up because I've changed my formations, but I am conceding a lot more through balls and counter-attack. I think counter-attack's back, but I don't know whether that's the patch, whether people are changing the way they play because they think the patch has done something, or it could well just be the way that I'm, I'm set up and I'm defending, you know. I'm not playing as intently as I used to be, so I make a lot more mistakes because I'm not grinding as hard. But, you know, I am seeing the Mbappes flying through and even Haaland still. So if Haaland's still outstripping my defenders, I don't think the patch has really done that much for that because, you know, he used to be very clunky. He's still very good. Still very good. And these lengthy players are still there. And I put a wee YouTube video. I don't, I'm not a content creator. I just put it into the Discord of... Um, the uh, the outside of the foot, the Travella that is broken, it, oh, it's been nerfed. It's not really. Like, yeah, it's slightly less accurate. But I'm still scoring and conceding to Travellas on pretty much a game-by-game basis. 
So you can't tell me that everyone's perfected green time in, in that short space of time. It's it's tweaked. It's not been destroyed. Yeah, look, I think it's, again, just a steady evolution rather than revolution. I agree with you on the counter-attacking front. I do seem to – there's a lot more of what I like to call Leicester City-style football of <laughs> you know a couple of really nice interplay passes and then a ping over the top and you are getting caught on the break, especially if you're someone like myself that's a bit more of a patient build-up. You, know, you push your team forward. But again, often you can look back and look at the goal and it's more often than not a mistake you've made. And I've had this discussion before, both on stream, which you can follow me, by the way, go to twitch.com, forwardswimby86. Please, please give me a follow. Wow, that's, that's too desperate. I'll, I'll tone that down to 50% desperation. Please give me a follow um, if you happen to have a Twitch account. But anyway, as I've mentioned on that and this very show several times, that, okay, it's so frustrating and I want to shout every expletive under the sun and call those players every kind of insult in the heat of the moment. But, they also have to put up with the downside of playing that style, which is that they're not going to see a lot of the ball, that they are in danger of getting you know, ripped apart by someone that can move the ball well and not make those basic mistakes. So look, if that's how some people want to play the game and they want to sit back, they want to park the bus and they want to just go for results, we, I think, Nathan, you just have to live with that because there are ways to counter it. It's not like the only way to win is playing that style. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the, like I said, I've I've changed my formations because I was going through a bit of a, a rotten spell. I've kind of gone back to the four triple two, which was my go to last year, and it's come back into a little bit more effectiveness for me this year. Started off being a bit hopeless, but I still got lots of tweaking. But I think I think the way the game's set up, different formations are very very good to have. Um, I started off having one formation and different variations of the same formation uh, because I knew. You know, you know how to play that once you play the, the formation for a certain period of time. But I think this is quite imperative to have different formations in your setup now, because if you are encountering a drop back person that's just playing an over the top counter, you need to slightly adjust for that. If you're playing somebody that is completely frenetic and end to end, you need to kind of adjust for that. So different formations will counter that. And, you know, we, we have this term and I've been involved in many rants and pods that we talk about this, this term rat. I don't think formations are ratty. I think it's behaviours and certain formations of behaviour in the game that's ratty. But if you want to rock a five-back, rock a five-back. If you want to rock, you know, a 4-2-4, four, four, go for it. Like, I don't think it's the actual formation. I think ratty in the formation, if you're on, you know, a 5-3-2 or some variation of that, and you're putting everyone on drop back on one depth and that, that is quite ratty. But then if it works for you, you know, ultimately, some people play it for wins. I play it for enjoyment because I love football and I love video games and it kind of ties together, but you know, find what works for you at the same time. Yeah. And if, look, if, as I said, if you're playing that style of football, you've got to live with the consequences of it as well, because I think John uh, foot coaching, John was pointing out that he had a game like that where a guy was clearly on drop back parking the bus. And John just basically said, fine, you know, wh- whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go massively forward and attack myself and you've got no way of breaking me down. And I think John gave him something like 78% of the ball, something like that. And because the guy just had no answer to it because his entire setup was based around hitting people on the break. So, you know, that is, is absolutely each to their own. And what I will say as well is, you know, we talk about analysing and looking at games. Of course, if you do want that kind of professional outside opinion and practical advice on how to get better and to combat certain things and improve your own game, 
head over to footcoaching.com. It is Christmas time. There are discounts available as well on gift vouchers. I had a coaching session myself over the past week, and I can't tell you, I'm not being paid to say this, how much it made me appreciate where my own flaws were and ways I could practically get better. And I had one of my most enjoyable spells on rivals, playoffs and weekly combined because I was just able to go, okay, I'm doing that wrong. And here's what I'm going to do to improve. So again, uh, a hearty endorsement from myself. And of course, if you want to support us as well, patreon.com forward slash foot in review, of course, gets you access to the discord. If you're in support tier and above, it gets you access to extra content, including the trading show that I do usually with Shack Attack. I had to do one on my own last week because Nate, the man had the audacity to have a career in a work conference. How, how, how about that for selfishness? Can we sack him yet? Is that a sackable offence? I mean, quite possibly, quite possibly. But no, we are hopefully going to record in the next couple of days as well. So yeah, lots to be getting on with in terms of to improve your club, to join our community and to get coaching. But Nathan, I wanted to move the conversation just along before we finished uh, to this content side of things, because I brought up how you know discontent can often fester when there's not a lot to be getting on with. And I think, again, as I said at the, the top of the show, it's safe to say that the content has been underwhelming and I'm not really sure what the business sense is here from EA. Can you kind of put your finger on maybe why we've had such a, a weak weekend? No, to be honest. Like I say, I'm hoping it's a slow burn and it's going to kick off. But the content in terms of the SBCs and, and that is lacking. But we can't forget that we've still got, you know, hundreds of tokens for swaps to be getting on with. Um, we still got, you know, if you've not done them, there's plenty of dynamic duos and league players and stuff in, you know, in the menus to, to grind out. So we were talking uh, before this, Dan, and I was saying, you know, I, I'm not terribly annoyed about the actual in-game grind because you can literally, um, one of the things I've, I, I will credit you with is they've put a lot of the objectives to is it semi-pro in squad battles. Yes. So you can go three or four or five up put your controller down you don't even need to find one of the the squad battle hacks that you've got you know you can literally just do that and you know i'm combining the swaps with uh, the player sort of player grind as well so not that i ever intend to really use them but if you're going to do it you'd be as well doing it and getting another 84 85 rated player in your club well plus some packs back and the packs aren't phenomenal but you know the amount that there's probably it's a Monday night, so there's going to be an upgrade probably coming out of some sort today. I absolutely destroyed my club last week. I ended up with nothing under an 84 in my club last week. So doing things like that will help you, you know, restock and go again if that's what you want. So I think from that point of view, I think it's actually very, very good. You know, it, it could be better, but I think it could be a hell of a lot worse. Um, I would like to see better SBC players. We talked about David Silver. Me and John had a different opinion. Uh, I thought David Silver was a bit meh as well. He quite liked it i'm still yet to see anyone really have a review on him um and obviously we've, we've talked about these dynamic duos and anaki so a bit underwhelming from that point of view but overall i think it could be in a worse state yeah i don't think this is the worst we've ever had it however i think this is and again to reference to penthes he was describing it as one of the kind of biggest missed opportunities he's seen or i can't remember exact phrasing some of the most underwhelming promo he's seen in foot and it's it's very easy to sympathise with, and I do agree in a large part with what he said. Whilst 
completely agreeing with you in that there is a lot to be getting on with. There is a lot, especially if you are a more casual player, if you're a newer player, there is, or just someone that just likes, you know, a completionist, there is lots and lots to do. However, I think the big flaw that EA have got at the moment is, is for their hardcore dedicated base, you know, which I would consider us, you know, part of a sizable minority there's no real pathway to improvement at the moment for the teams. Again, that is the downside of all these cards being so cheap is that eventually everyone gets their club to a certain point. And what you really need is a pathway to then get your club up. Now, in past years, we've had things like upgrade grinds. We've had league SBCs, but lots of other things to be getting on with to give you that chance of getting, you know, uh, R9 or to get uh, Inform Mbappe, things like that. And without those things, or to build up your club for, with enough fodder so that eventually you will be able to complete the next big play. You know, if there's a player of the month, Haaland. Right now, if you logged into the game as we sit here, you know, half time of the England game, okay, they might release a flash challenge. But apart from that, what are you going to do? You know, it, it, if your team is at a certain point, you know, you're lucky enough to have, a, say, a million coin team already. You're going to go and say, well, what's the point? I can't put, there's no point in me doing gold upgrades can't do anything that and that is literally the only thing you can do at the moment to get a a permanent player in your club that is a better than you have and I just think that that is a situation especially in the World Cup the EA should I can understand them taking their foot off the gas it's a long promo but I think they've just let it coast over the weekend and you can feel that frustration building up yeah absolutely and you know we're we're both quite big menu grinders you know, why don't they bring out like a Nations SPC? You know, they have the League SPC, but bring out a Nations for the World Cup, fill that out, and you get a slightly juiced player from that nation. What harm would that be? I think that would be a good idea. You know, a World Cup player that doesn't disappear at the end of the game. Um, it doesn't have to be that far ahead of the power curve just now. It'll take you a wee while to grind for it. But I think something like that, just to keep you ticking over, you know, Maybe even as you reach it, you do you get the player once, but you can still repeat that grind. I think that'd be ideal. But yeah, let's let's hope it'll kick on. You know, it is the three or four weeks for the promo. So you know, I mean, I've criticised EA a lot, a lot over the last weeks, months. But I'm hoping that this will start picking up once they've kind of got their feet under the ground. You know, again, the uh, the power curve, something I'm I'm convinced they're minding. Even when you look at these paths to glory, you know, the players that they've got, apart from maybe Vinicius and a couple others, the players, if even if they reach the, the maximum upgrades, they're not going to be that far ahead of the curve for a long, long time. You know, like I say, Vinny will probably be in, you know, you could probably run him till team of the season if you got him and, the, and they won. But when you look at the, the, the player base that they chose, it's not massively going to kill the game too early. So that could be something that's in their mind as well. Yeah, and that is an absolutely fair argument to make. And it is a delicate balancing act because, again, we've said in previous shows, if you give everybody everything and make everything accessible, then the game dies off early because people get to a point of, oh, my team is fantastic. I, you know, what's the difference between a 93 and a 95 rated player? And suddenly, you know, your user base drifts away because there is that feeling of, you know, Jay from the in-between is, I've completed it. so that is something they have to be mindful for and it is a very very delicate you know keeping us on the end of a it's a bit of a yo-yo isn't it Nath where they kind of like they reel us in and get us really excited and they let it go down a bit and it's it's a very difficult balancing act and I don't envy them for that however I just think that this 
the, the lack of a menu grind, and this does come from a selfish place as well. I, like yourself, like you've said, I, I'm a big menu grinder. I love things like Bronze Pack Method. I love just having something to get on with, um, you know, in a bit of downtime at home or, you know, while I'm cooking the kids' dinner or something like that. I love being able to just do something. But not having something to aspire to or something to work towards is just a real shame because it's been an it's a game within a game and it feels like it's been taken away or at least delayed for no apparent reason. And again, it boils down to communication from EA Sports in the if there is a legitimate reason why these things have gone away, or if they're coming in the future, you know, we saw jo- we saw jo- we saw Joel, should I say, <laughs> respond to the you know accusations of shadow patches and stuff, and he was talking about you know integrity and we want to be open and we'll never pull the wool over our fans' eyes and words you know phrases to those effects. But when it comes to something like this, they're quite happy for it to just kind of slide. The same with the hero packs and same things like that. So. That's all I'm going to kind of say on it. I don't, again, I don't want this to drown into a, a negativity because I think there are lots of positives that we have seen throughout this game cycle and even even this promo. And we're still, you know, just, you know, a week or so, you know, World Cup's only one game old. You know, we're into the second game now. So lots of times things to pick up the pace, but the foot does need to go down the accelerator and fairly quickly. Yeah, it does. And, like you say, you don't want the the player base dropping off before it's really begun as well. You know, we'll have the influx over Christmas time, like we always do, of newbies coming in as well, which is good. I think that's healthy for the game. But you still want the the regulars and the slightly less casuals to still be still be there, still be intact. You know, and give everybody a a wider pool to play as well. Yeah, well, we do have one question from uh, our Discord. Again, you get Discord access, patreon.com forward slash foot interview for any tier. And I'll just say as well, uh, of course, you know, we mentioned the World Cup is going on and this promo. Uh, we've decided over at Foot Coaching throughout the period of World Cup 22, we will be supporting the Proud Maroons, which are an LGBTQ plus uh, group. So we've made a charitable donation to themselves and we've changed our logo to reflect LGBTQ lgbtq plus just about getting getting through that sorry i have been up since very early um, to show our support for them and you know to, to show our commitment and our support because discrimination of any kind is absolutely not anything we tolerate or believe in here at, at foot in review so that if you've noticed the changing logo that explains that and of course any questions or support just head over to at foot coaching on Twitter for that. But Nathan, one question from foot grandpa. He said, question for the pod. Would you still play FIFA if there were no rewards, no upgraded players, just a certain amount of points you could use on the team, say fancy football style and go head to head against other players. Sometimes with all the rewards and deadlines, it feels like a chore to play and it's forgotten that it's a football game. That's meant to be enjoyable to play. I've never known so many want to take a break this early in the game cycle. So, yeah, that that's quite a tough question. Because um, for me, you know, the foot game mode itself is to build a team with the players that you want. So I don't mind if they aren't upgraded, but it depends how it'd be structured in terms of attaining certain players. Um, the other option for that as well is obviously we still have the seasons um, mode, online mode as well, which I sometimes dip in and out of when things aren't going so well in foot. I'll go into seasons, especially because you start off at Division 10. Um, and, you know, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I'm not a Division 10 level player. So sometimes I go in there just to dip in and out of. But I, foot, foot for me is all about, you know, the grind. I enjoy the grind. I enjoy unlocking new players. And, you know, 
certain things could have been done better about like out of possession promo, but I quite like the you know the concept of it that you have players that you could maybe fit in different ways. Um, I like flashy new, you know, it's a card collecting game as well, so I do like that. Um, so I'm not sure I would commit. I certainly wouldn't commit to it like I do now, if there wasn't you know that grindable other players to get. Yeah, I think that the whole squad building and management aspect and combined with things like menu grinding and trading is a massive part of what makes this game appealing to myself. I originally jumped back into FIFA for FIFA 20 during the pandemic. My friend was like, because I think it was on sale and we started just playing seasons, co-op seasons together. And that was fun because it was a, you know, a, a social aspect of playing it. But then when I went and played solo seasons, I it, it just didn't quite. I was like, eh, there's not much to this. Everyone's just picking the same teams. And it was kind of the reason I'd never really played online football games. You know, after kind of drifting away from the PS2 versions of PES, there was kind of a bit of a, a gap in my football game playing. And that was filled by football manager and championship manager because I was much more into the tinkering and building stuff. So would I still play it? I would be a lot less likely to in, in a to be completely honest, I just think as well that it would kind of what I was saying about giving people everything. I just think it would die off a lot quicker because you would get that completionist feeling. You would hit a certain level, and then to reach that next level, you would have no alternative but to really work on your skills. And while that is the best way to progress, it is nice still having that secondary way to progress of actually boosting your team again, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right there. There's so many different facets to Ultimate Team. I think if you didn't have the rewards and stuff, then it would just make it a little bit stale. I think it's probably the best way of putting it. Um, you know, we're, we've had people complaining already that there's no real um, impetus to this promo. And that's, you know, one week. If you had that for 12 months, then I think it, the game would be, uh, die, well, it'd almost die off in terms of that, that game mode. Yeah, so I can absolutely understand for Grandpa's point. And look, I think as well, it's it's a wider point. I think, you know, foot got bigger and bigger and bigger, and especially over the pandemic and things, it brought in a lot of new eyeballs. And unfortunately, we are kind of stuck in a little bit of a repeating cycle. So I think it's only natural that there comes a point where people will drift away for a bit and take a break. I know I used to do it in Football Manager. There used to be periods where I'd just be like, do you know what? I'm just going to have the next, not even deliberately. It was just like, uh, you know, I don't want to play a game set. I'm just going to go and play Civilization or I'm just going to go play Starcraft or I'm just going to go and play whatever or, you know, Fallout, something like that. And you just got that break and it made the game feel fresh again. And I just think that the whole constantly building your team aspect does help keep that freshness going. Whereas if it was a more static environment than you are, I think you would be much more likely to drift away um regardless of fatigue or not yeah absolutely and you know we, we we've kind of met through fifa dan and there's a lot of people you know we're quite lucky to call friends through fifa and the discord and the community so i don't know whether you would have that sort of camaraderie as well you know we've got sections for tactics and squad buildings and ask ask envy or you know john john and his team of coaches are always on hand if you've got you know a specific question you know you know, I'm facing this, what can I do? And he'll quickly give you an answer rather than having to, to go around the house sort of thing. So things like that as well. You know, I think that's fantastic. And I'm not saying that just to big up the Discord because we all know I'm a big fan of it. But that side of Ultimate Team as well, I find fascinating. I think it's been brilliant, you know, from, from a personal point of view, you know, and, and I know people 
use it for like a mental health type of thing as well. So I'm not sure without FIFA, you know, it can always get better. But without the current state of the game, you wouldn't really have that if it was, you know, there was less going on and less to talk about and, you know, less to, to throw yourself into. Yeah, I think it's a bit different. You know, if, if we were just all, you know, if we were a community of seasons players, it's just like, oh, well, what team are you playing with at the moment? Oh, I'm playing with Liverpool. And then the conversation kind of drops out as opposed to all this, you know, <laughs> the tactics, which player fits this tactic, which chemistry styles am I putting on play? You know, who should I buy? I'm looking to trade. Who should I invest in? You know, what should I do? Oh, there's this promo going to be coming up. Should I be saving packs? So there's all these kind of faucets that uh, of Facets, sorry, off faucets. That's, 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 isn't that what Americans call like a shower head? Um, I'm thinking about Wales, USA already. Uh, so there's all these facets of Ultimate Team. And I think, like you say, it really does bind us as a community. And I think that social aspect is really important because FIFA is such a solo experience. I think that's one of the reasons I've really enjoyed streaming. Again, not to just sit here plugging what I'm doing, but I think the reason I'm doing it, I have no intention of becoming the next Nick Run the Foot Market or Bateson or whatever. It's it's a great opportunity to sit there and play a game whilst other people like yourself and other people that drop into the streams are just playing and we talk about you know, issues stuff and it just feels like a group of mates like you sat around in an old school land party or something like that. So um yeah, I think the more the the more things that can bind us and more talking points and stuff, the better it makes a game. So yeah, that's so I don't, don't want to sound completely negative on that, on that idea, but grandpa, I, I, I wasn't meant to be a, uh, no, it's got no merit to it, but I think again, <laughs> that's a, that's a, from a, my personal point of view anyway. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, but no, it's, I quite like thinking, you know, what ifs as well. So it's a good point to kind of, to, to go over, but, yeah, and I think the, the most important thing of all is to play a style and a game that you really enjoy. And if that point comes where you are frustrated and, you know, you've taken a bit of a step away from it and you've said, well, is it something, you know, and, and looked honestly, is this something to do with my game? Is it the actual, or is it the actual game itself that's frustrating me? If you come to that conclusion of it is actually the game, you, know, you go away, you have breaks, you try and work on stuff and it's still not working for you then yeah, just take that break. No one, again, you are the consumer. You've paid your money for this game. You have the right to walk away at any time. And the one good thing, as we mentioned, that EA are doing is they've shown it's so easy to catch up. It is so easy to jump back in with a really good team. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo is already down to his minimum price now. What's he going to be, you know, when they change the price ranges, you know, in a couple of months' time? So if you do need that time where there's another game that takes your fancy, you know, bring it in either as part of, Know, just go alongside your FIFA routine or even just take a break full stop but look I don't want to lose anybody because we're you know <laughs> I love everybody that's that's playing this game and you know going through it together so stop you know you can stop yeah absolutely I think that's the main thing we do it for fun just as a bit of a heads up I will give a, a brief spoiler warning so you've got five seconds to end the show early Okay, the spoiler warning is we are expecting a 89-plus rated uh, hero, World Cup hero, SBC. Nate, is that going to be something you're going to be putting your fodder into? No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, we've talked about, you know, icons versus heroes. I, I like the heroes at the moment. I've currently got two of the World Cup heroes in my squad, untradeable. Um, one is actually horrendous, although I, I was excited to use him. Big Peter Crouch, I thought he looked fun. He's He's... Shocking, absolutely dreadful. Um, <laughs> and Rafa Marquez is my um, CDM at the moment. He can play centre back as well, but I needed a, a CDM, and I'm trying to be fairly untradeable. So, um, 
but yeah, I, you know, some of these eight, under eight and nines are very, very good players. Eight, eight nine maximum, wasn't it? That's rumor yes, thing. that's that, that's what the, 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 the as I say, this is more than just eight. This is a pack that's been added to the code. Yeah. So it's pretty much guaranteed. I don't, I don't think we're spoiling a lot. And they usually come out on Monday. It's been in the pack code for a while. So yeah, the only ones it rules out are uh, Forlan, Voller, Papin, Lucio, Cola. Uh, that's it so it rules out five and just opens up the rest so you've got a decent chance of getting something i think this is going to be unfortunately it'll probably be around the 200 250k mark so you could lose big time if you do end up with big pete uh, or clint dempsey or algebra but yeah I, i'm going to stay away from it just because i'm in a lucky place with my team but you know i say that now and i was going to say come back to us on wednesday dan and then we'll see if you've uh, crumbled like a hobnob to the peer pressure. Um, you know, when someone in the Discord hits that, uh, yeah, yeah, Tory or <laughs> someone of that ilk, then, you know, I, yeah, I think it'll be good. I, I like these sort of ones and I'm still away from the icon roulettes because there's far too many of them that are, you know, losses. But heroes, I think most of them, like I say, I'll, I'll end up with Peter Crouch because I've got them and we've got this whole dupe theory. But there's not that many of them that are actually, you look at and go, they're terrible and they cannot do a job of some sort. Yeah. I agree. It's one of those ones where if you've got the fodder, go for it. We've got Black Friday coming up as well next week, uh, but more than likely going to be on Friday. So we'll get into more on that. Again, myself and Shack Attack will be back with the trading pod at some point this week. If if not, we will at least have a cheat sheet and a solo show up for our Patreon supporters at Supporter and above. Again, footcoaching.com if you want to get to that next level in your game. I can set a test firsthand to the merits of that. And just a general thank you to everyone who's given us their support, either just listening, subscribing, giving, leaving us a review. It's all very welcome. Again, thank you to everyone that's given me a follow on Twitch. My last plug of the day, Wimby86 <laughs> on that. And most of all, Nathan, thank you to you for joining me today. No, thank you for having me. It's been good fun as always. I enjoy our wee chats. Yep, and you can check out the next edition of this show on Wednesday. Either myself or John will be hosting, not fully decided which, but one of us will be back with the show. And until then, Nathan, uh, one last thing to do. Drop it. We are gonna drop it. Drop it. F U T. F U T. F F F U T. F U T. T T. Interview. F U T.